Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre and today's guest, Luke. I don't know if you listened yes. to this episode yet. <laughs> Have I listened? Yeah, this the, today's guest is unbelievable. I, I really can't say felt enough. I'm so jacked up yeah, after I was, this interview. I really felt like this person, I was like, wow, this person embodies like everything we believe in. Like yeah. everything that we have practiced and preached, we're listening to a top producer literally regurgitate to us. We don't even know each other. We just got introduced. Yeah. And I'm just like, totally opposite spectrums of the country. Like they're in California, <laughs> we're in Philly and they're doing the exact same thing we do. Yeah, it's crazy. you're gonna have to listen to the full episode to get uh, all of that. But I mean, talk about uh, this topic of relationship marketing and how you could be proactive mm -hmm. in it, right? And actually be incredibly intentional in your system to get business from yep. your relationships. This week's featured uh, review, this actually doesn't come from Apple Podcast. Oh, this really? comes from a YouTube comment, but it was so cool. I wanted to read it on the podcast because this was commented on by Denise Jascott on Eric Sue's interview. Nice. We had Eric Sue on the podcast. Denise says, all of your podcasts and guests are amazing. I'm so grateful for the content that you create and the value you provide. I am also buying two physical books of Eric's book, Leveling Up. I love when people create things that provide value, knowledge, and mix in some fun. I taught for a long time before getting into real estate, and if you don't make learning fun and interesting, people don't learn or maintain what they learn. Mm. Really great stuff as always. Thanks again. So thanks so much, Denise, for leaving that comment on YouTube. You can find all of the videos of our podcast mm -hmm. uh, over at youtube.com slash media. We encourage you to subscribe there as well and make sure that you have notifications turned on to get every new episode. And now, this week's interview. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, Barb Betts is a successful realtor, broker, CEO, educator, speaker, and trainer with a passion for all things real estate. She's recognized as an influencer in the real estate industry and is consistently known for impacting everyone that she speaks to. She has a passion for her industry as and is highly involved at a local, state, and national level, as well as hosts her own podcast, Real Estate by Relationship, with which we love because we talk about relationships yeah, right all the time, and is the leader of the Betts Realty Group. Barb, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. I'm happy to be here with you guys today. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Excited to get to know you and get to know kind of your wisdom in this space because like Josh said, you are making waves. There's a lot of good things said out there. And so I'm curious to hear um, for you to just introduce yourself to the audience and share a little bit of your story, how you got into real estate. Now you are doing coaching, your keynote speaking. So give us a little bit of what brought you to where you're at today. Yeah. So um, I started in real estate in 2003. Um, token, normal real estate story where I didn't start in real estate as an adult, right? I did. Everyone says, what did you do before real estate? Because everyone has a before <laughs> real estate story. Um, so I was in accounting, which I was really good at, but I hated debits and credits. I hated being behind a computer all day long. Um, and lots of drama why I ended up in real estate, but it was from a really bad personal real estate transaction, which is another reason a lot of real estate agents get into real estate. They mm. think, you know, if they did that terrible of a job, 
and made that kind of money, I can do better. And so that was literally my mindset. Although I laugh when people tell me that today. Um, And so I landed in real estate. I was in an area of Southern California. If you know the Long Beach, Lakewood area, it's a very heavy farming and door knocking area because of kind of how our homes are laid out, our weather. Um, And so I was taught to door knock. And I would walk and I would knock doors and I would do the token. Have you thought about buying or selling your, you know, have you thought about selling your home and moving, buying another one? Or did you know Mr. Jones down the street just listed his, you know, three bedroom, one bath? And I hated every second of it. I hated getting doors slammed in my face. I hated making people really upset that I was interrupting dinner. I tried it like three or four different times. And long story short, I ended up getting chased by a dog. (laughs) What, What type of dog though? A little tiny ankle biter. That <laughs> a little have been scary, but you know, the little loud whippersnapper. Yeah, they tend to have the most aggressive personalities, the yeah, little ones. The most aggressive bark ever. And in our area, we have those. Now, you guys are not from Southern California. You don't have these kind of screen doors. But we have screen doors that literally just have a screen on them. There's no storm doors. And they have a little push button and knob or whatever handle. And they have their aluminum. And when that dog was coming, I knew I saw the door was like propped open, like it wasn't latched all the way. And he hit, he or she hit that screen and it made the loudest aluminum shaking sound. He jumped off that porch. I went running. He or she went running. Um, thankfully, there was a gardener down the street who was taking care of someone's lawn, had a you know big blower in his hands, and he scared that little sucker right back to his home. <laughs> I got in my car. I drove back to my manager and I said, okay, I'm not cut out for real estate. I'm going back into accounting full time. This isn't for me. If this is how I have to do business, I'm out. I wanted to work with people... Like I wanted to help my friends and family, right? Typical thing most realtors say. And um, from that day forward, I decided to change the trajectory of how I lead generated and how I developed business. And so I started focusing on sphere of influence, repeat and referral, the people that already know you and like you and applying a system to get them to trust you. And it worked. It worked really quickly. And my business took off. And lots of things have happened since then. But in answer to your question about how I ended up in the speaking and training space and coaching space is I always wanted to be a teacher. Mm. That I'm a teacher at my heart and my core of who I am. I want since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a teacher. I had children really young. Um, my son is 24. And I know I don't look like I should have a 24-year-old. So full <laughs> disclosure for our listeners, I had him when I was 18 with my husband, who I'm still married to and run my business with. And um, I just have found a passion for teaching and training and educating agents on a daily basis that's through awesome. real estate. And so that's how I ended up in this kind of speaking training education space. How many years have you been in the real estate business? Um, I have now been in going on 19. 19. Okay. Wow. um, I would say 17 of them full, full time. I think about 2004 or five is when I really went into full time. um, You know, no other, no other income real estate. Yeah. And you obviously love it because not only are you doing the teaching and there's speaking now, but you're continuing to do the real estate and and still hammering it home. Yeah, something something that I think makes me a very unique broker owner because my husband and I do own a boutique brokerage, um, and we have about uh, thirteen agents, and um, we we're a hybrid model, so we okay. function as a team. Um, even though all my agents are independent, more an independent brokerage, we still have the same um, philosophy, mindset, and system that a team has. But the reason I know that I'm a such a great coach and speaker and trainer, and the reason I can get on stages and really impact 
um, other realtors is because I'm still walking in their shoes every day. Love that. A lot of your good speakers and trainers, they took their real estate hat off 10 years ago and God bless them, but they're not sitting at kitchen tables. They're not negotiating contracts, right? I'm negotiating contracts. You know, once I get off the stage, I'm responding to emails from clients. So I I still breathe what they deal with on a daily basis. And I think it just makes me more relatable. That's all. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, I want to go back to one of the things I caught there because you said very early on, right? After three or four times of this door knocking, this prospecting idea, you immediately wanted to shift to the relationship marketing side. We get this question all the time because that's what we do here at Reminder Media. We really focus and preach a lot on this idea of relationships, referrals, repeat transactions. Mm -hmm. We get so many new agents when we're speaking to them say, I'm new. I don't have a book of business. Who who am I going to be able to leverage there? What are yeah. you coaching the new agents on? So I, I tell them the exact opposite. I, you know, now if you are brand new to an area or you didn't grow up there, I, I will say it is challenging. Mm. You, you have to have some other funnels. But if you're like me, who was born and raised in the area that I was door knocking, where my high school was literally two blocks down the street, you know people in that community. Mm. Don't tell me you don't know people, right? So I always tell people get you've got to get to your top 100. Right, you got to start out with the hundred people that you know the best. Right, you need to think of it. I always say, think of it like a, um, uh, you know, bridal shower invitation. Uh, you know, baby, your, you know, your kids having a baby. Who are you going to invite to the baby shower? Who are you going to send your holiday card to? Right, That's your awesome. sphere of influence. Yeah, make yeah. a list. I guarantee you know a hundred people. Um, especially if, like I said, you you've been in a community for a period of time. And selling real estate relationally is just about taking that list of people that already... It's about the no like, and trust factor, right? We all know that. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. people don't know how to actually apply it. So it's taking a list of people who already know you, and hopefully they like you, and hopefully you like them. Otherwise, they shouldn't be on the list. <laughs> and then you've got to apply some kind of system to get them to trust you, right? Because people want to work with people that they know, like, and trust. And so newer agents... I don't care if you've been doing it for one day, one month, a year, five years, 10 years. You can pivot easily to relationship-based sales if you take a list of people that already know you, but you've got to do something to get them to trust you, right? Because they're not going to just trust you because you knock on their door one day and say that you're a realtor and you want their business. You've mm. got to do something to get them to trust you. Yeah, so so good. And it's it's hilarious how many people, I shouldn't say hilarious, it's really sad, how many people expect and they think that their their family members even are going to use them as a real estate agent. I was actually interviewed yesterday on a podcast, um, this guy named Nick and his own cousin, he was sharing. He goes, my own cousin who were friends and he sees me on Facebook. He didn't use me. And he said, it's an awkward get together at the at the Thanksgiving get togethers and stuff. Like, well, I've, I've got one better for you. My grandmother passed away in 2003 when I first got my real estate license. And I remember leaving work because I was still working at the time and driving down with my mom and my husband to go see my aunt who actually lived with my grandmother. And shortly thereafter, they needed to sell the property and they didn't hire me. (laughs) You guys, I was devastated. I was devastated. I thought... Oh my gosh, how did they not hire me? And looking back, I now know why they didn't hire me. They didn't trust me and they had no obligation to trust me. I didn't do anything to earn their trust. Fast forward today, there's zero chance that anyone in my family is not going to use my husband and I. Mm. But we've earned that right, right, over time. And obviously, you know, this many years later, it's a whole different story. But back in 2003, 
my aunts didn't trust me. Mm. No, so I didn't get it. So what's the, can you break down a little bit of the system for us? Of yeah. How do you get people into that trust? Yeah. So my, my biggest key to success has been for the entire time I've been doing, re, you know, relationship-based sales, I have mailed something consistently every single month to my database. Mm. I don't mm. care if you're number one on my list. I don't care if you're number 500 on my list. If I have an address for you and you're in my database, which I like to call a list of relationships, right? It's not a mailing list. It's a list of relationships. If I have your address and I know you live there, I am mailing something of value to you every single month. Love we do that. postcards. Postcards are just easiest for me because people actually look at them. I found that when someone has to open up an envelope, a lot of times they won't if there's if they don't know there's something of value in there, right? I hmm. used to handwrite all the envelopes to get them to open it. I put stamps. I did them in colored envelopes. I tried all the tricks. But what I learned was postcards work the best because it literally... I don't care if they don't even read the postcard. It's it's keeping that top of yep, mind. They see your brand. Right? It's creating the mind share. Yep. So mailing something every single month. We send an email every single month religiously um, with now in 2021, a video in it, right? With yep. some kind of market update, some kind of information, what's going on, something that's of value and relative to them. And then everything else is just relationship-based from client events and parties, from social, heavy, heavy social media, um, tons of video. And then my biggest key to success is consistently staying in communication through the good old telephone. Yeah, it still works. It is capable of making two-way phone calls. Um, <laughs> Um, it doesn't just have to have incoming. You can make outgoing. Um, sending text messages, use, utilizing Facebook Messenger, Instagram DMs. I know where to reach my clients based on who they are. Um, and then constantly asking. And that's the one thing realtors forget about. They want to apply this relationship-based marketing system that sounds like it works right away. It still does not work if you don't ask. Mm, if you don't tell people you need their business. They're not lying um, up at night, awake, worrying about if Barb and Harold have a commission check coming. Like mm. they're not worried about that. I've got to ask all yeah. the time. I want to. You mentioned something about reaching your clients where they're at, or I yeah. guess maybe their communication preference. Can you explain yep. a little bit more about that? How are you? How are you finding that out from their yeah. clients or from your relationships? It's from it's from knowing them, right? It's from knowing them over time. And it's also from documenting where am I getting responses from. So if I'm logging uh, activity into my CRM, I am logging it as Facebook message, text message, Instagram DM. Like I'm logging where I'm actually reaching out to them. And then you conversely, you know who's responding to you and you know who's responding to you where. I know that my Betty Cheney, who is probably 89 years old now, I'm not reaching out to her on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> I'm calling her and I'm actually getting her voicemail, her answering machine, answering machine right? <laughs> before she'll even pick up the phone. And I know to hang up, leave my message and she'll either answer it from the phone or she'll call me back in about 22 seconds. Hmm. I know that about Betty Cheney. I'm not going to message her on Instagram or Facebook, but I also know some of my you know, late twenties, early thirties clients. If I call them, they're going to think someone's dying because you don't call those people. <laughs> or it's someone right? offering, telling them that their warranty on their car has expired. Yeah. Or, you know, Social Security called me yesterday Social telling Security. me, you know, that I had a problem. So, you know, I mean, it's a toss up on, on who's going to call. But I know if I send them a message on Instagram, I'm going to get an instantaneous response. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So many that. people miss that. So many yeah. people miss that and, and don't realize how important that is to the relationship because you're showing them that you care about how they Absolutely. want to Absolutely. Now, it doesn't negate getting on the phone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't negate that you 
can always do it through through text communication. But what I teach realtors is if you do it enough and if you keep these conversations going and my kind of secret weapon, and I, I share it with every realtor I speak to, is I will send someone a, a message and I will say, hey, Luke, was in your neighborhood today thinking about you guys. How's the family? Hit Love send. that. Luke's going to respond. Yep. 99% of the time, Luke's going to respond. Luke's going to tell me, oh, the family's great. Kids just went back to school because that's a big deal in California right now. Um, how are you? How's Harold? How's the team? Or 99% of the time, Luke's going to say, how's real estate or how's business? And the second he says those words, that just gave me permission to tell you how real estate is, to tell you how our business is, and to ask for referrals. It's so, so when good. People are like, there's there's no way to ask. The opportunity never comes up. I guess it does. You just don't take it. <laughs> Dude, that's a great quote right there. We got Ariel clapping in the background. That is such a golden nugget right don't, there. You don't take the opportunity to ask. Yeah. And you're a salesperson. Guess what? You have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I want to jump back to your system a little bit from the postcard perspective. You mentioned that first. You always send a piece of direct mail. You found yep. postcards work the best. Yep. Uh, are you geo farming with that? Are you sending to only relationships? And then what's the content that you're putting on the cards? Mm -hmm. So only relationships. Okay. I know it's a shock. Now okay. I will say we just did a postcard to non-relationships. And for me, <gasps> that's really super scary. It's like <laughs> voodoo land because I don't do that. The only reason we did is we've got this new great program that allows you to sell before you buy. It's mm. through a lending institution. And so we did some targeted, most likely to sell. Because that's the number one comment we're getting, right? In first quarter of 2021 is... I would sell my home, but where the heck am I going to go? Right. So uh, we decided to throw some spaghetti on the wall, which normally I'm totally against. So I will confess we're doing that right now. But no, for the 18 years, it has been specifically to our list of relationships. Um, the content that goes on, it varies. So I'm a firm believer is it's got to be personal and professional, right? It cannot be professional all the time. It can't be real estate all the time. You have to do things to communicate who you are as a person, kind of the lovey-dovey, oh, that's cute, you know, postcards yep. versus the content heavy, hit them where it's at. This is what's going on in the market, real estate related content. The one thing I've learned, and again, I get a lot of moans from realtors when I say this, but it's one of those check up from the neck up. Like if it makes you queasy when I say this, then you're guilty of this. No one cares about your listings. Yep. <laughs> Nobody. The only people who care about your listings are the people that are buying or selling it. So, so when realtors tell me, well, I just send just listed postcards to my database and it's not working. Yeah, because your database is likely over this large geographic territory. And you guys aren't in California, but anyone listening would know my clients in Mission Viejo could care less about my listing in Long Beach. They could care less. Mm, so why point. would I send a just listed postcard down to someone in yeah, Mission Viejo? It's completely Viejo? irrelevant to them. It's not relevant at all. Yeah. Now, when we do do our market update postcards, we do do them once a quarter because it is important to be the voice of real estate with your clients. But in fact, there's one going out at the end of first quarter or, or end of each quarter. We always do the market update postcard. There is one going out next month, but it's got four different cities kind of across the range of area that we cover and the average price in the last 12 months of those four cities. Because I know it's going to hit someone 
there's going to be a city on there that they're close enough to that will give them an idea what's going on. Do you have a call on. to action on, on a card like that? Is it like request? Uh, Every com- single time. Yeah. What, what, what Every typically single time. works it, for you? The call to action usually is if you know anyone who needs real estate advice, introduce us to them. If you know anyone okay. looking to buy or sell, take advantage of the crazy market. Um, the, the one where we introduce the program about selling before you're buying. If you know someone who really wants to sell their home, but is concerned about where they're going to go and doesn't want to be homeless. And I put funny things like, because that's true. People are worried about being homeless. You know, there's always a call to action some way in there, but it's really always about introducing us to other people, connecting us with other people, sharing it with a friend. It's typically never, hey, you know, Sally, when you guys are ready to sell, give me a call. Interesting. That's not what I'm trying to do. That's really, really interesting. I love that. I've never actually heard that before. It's always making your call to action about introducing me, helping someone else. Because yes. it makes sense though, in psychology, like the consumer is way more apt to do something for someone else and help someone yep. else than yep. they are step out on their own. Well, and then it's not a sales pitch. Yep. It's not a sales pitch because what I always tell realtors is you've got to sell through someone, not to someone. I love that. When you sell to someone, you are a cheesy used car salesperson. <laughs> and that's unfortunately how they view us. When you sell through someone, you're looking to help people and you're looking to help people that they know. Because I always tell my clients, good people know good people. I loved working with you guys. I want to work with more people like you. I want you to duplicate yourself. When you come across someone who's looking to buy or sell real estate or just has a question, can you... And I never anymore use the word referral with my clients. Always introduction. I've I've learned referral is way overused. Hmm. I've learned that referral comes with this connotation about you're going to get something if you help me. Because like when you go refer your dentist, you get $100 off, right? When you... It just... To me, it's an icky overused word. And once I started using introduce us and connect us... Interesting. And share us, my referrals went through the roof. And the, I still say referral internally. Right. But the other thing that I think really transformed our business was our pipeline grew exponentially. Because what I would say is, you know, hey, Josh, if you know someone who's looking to sell this year, there's some things they need to start doing now. It's never too soon to contact us. Can you introduce me to your neighbor? Instead of, for whatever reason, the word referral, people think, oh, well, they're not ready yet. Oh, well, they're not pre-approved yet. Hmm. Oh, well, they have to work on their credit. No, I want to know about those people now so I can nurture them. And so when I took away the word referral, all of a sudden, my pipeline is out. Like I have a referral right now from a past client to a family who's he's going to retire next year and they want to move in the beginning of 2023. Now I'm trying to move that up a little bit because of the market. I'm afraid of what 2023 might look like. So I'm kind of, you know, we're working on it a little bit, (laughs) but still the fact that I know about a potential listing in first quarter of 2023 sounds obnoxious, but I promise you in 2023, I'm going to be happy that I did the work now to get that, get that business. I wouldn't have gotten it if I just said, Oh, Tom and Lori, when you know someone who's ready to buy or sell, refer me. Mark and Kelly aren't ready to buy or sell right now. (laughs) They're ready in two years. That is so, so good. Already got the introduction. So two technical questions for you there are, is on your content, you're always driving a call to action. Are you driving them to something like a phone, text, or landing page? 
or do you keep that generic and let them choose? Yeah, very interesting. No, the bottom of our postcard is very generic. It's got my husband and I cell phone numbers on it. It's got our email addresses. And quite honestly, most people text us, call us, email us, okay. you know, whatever they're comfortable using. For the geo-targeting piece that we did, we did create a landing page for that. So okay. people could click on it and go to it and give us their information to hopefully you know, capture some of that information, yep. but no, we are just using the good old fashioned, yep. you know, old school ways of connections. Yep. So it's very, I love it. So it's very soft touch. It's very non-threatening. It's, yeah. you know, the selling through somebody. I love yep. that. Yep. The key, the key is that all realtors need to remember and anyone in sales is it's all about consistency, right? If you do something consistently over time, I can't tell you how many times, in fact, we just caught one, um, this week while we were out of town, we're visiting our daughter in college. I get an email from a past client who I've stayed in touch with for, I think it was nine years ago, they bought their home. I know they still own a condo. And sure enough, the email came through, Hey guys, you know, uh, hope, you know, hope you and the family are doing well. And she said, we're so grateful for you guys always staying in touch with us. Mm. I'm sorry. We haven't been in better touch with you. She's apologizing to me. Hey, I think we're ready to sell the condo. The tenant's moving out the end of the month. Can you guys come over and talk to us about it? If I had an estate in contact with Carla and Steven for the last nine years, every single month, have they given us a ton of referrals? No, they're just not that type of people. But so many realtors will cut people out of their database because they're like, well, I didn't get any referrals from them. Yep. Okay, but are they a human and do they live in a home? Well, yeah. Do they own that home? Well, yeah. Then why wouldn't you stay in contact with them? They're going to have to sell one day. Don't you want to be the one they call? Yeah, if I wouldn't have stayed in touch with Carla and Steven, I don't know if I would have gotten the phone call. Hey, digital marketers. Want to know about something surprising you can do to step up your game? It's print. No, print is not dead. Airbnb, a tech company, created a print publication to reach people at newsstands and in magazine aisles. JCPenney discontinued their print catalogs, but then went back to them when their digital-only catalogs weren't driving sales. These companies, and so many others, know that print is a unique, tangible way to get the attention of customers. Find out more about how you can use print to grow your business by downloading our free ebook, Print Media, Your Secret Marketing Weapon, at ReminderMedia.com slash printmedia. That's ReminderMedia.com slash printmedia. Take action on this today. People are just so short-sighted. I mean, it's hard because they're living in the moment and they need yeah. the commission check today. Yeah. And they're thinking to themselves, hey, this is this person. I'm just spending money on this person. But if you really look at the money spent over the course of even 10 years sending a postcard to somebody, it's nothing, nothing. in the return on investment nothing. that you get, let alone it the referrals. Nothing. I mean, the, the, uh, the ways that people show up that you would never know Every single time I think about deleting someone from my database because they weren't calling us back, they weren't coming to any parties. I'm like, they don't like us anymore because I don't like it when people don't like me. And I get ready to delete them. Every single time I get that email like Carla sent. Hey, don't know if you remember us. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't know if I remember you, right? <laughs> I'm so sorry we haven't been in contact with you. And sure enough, they need to sell real estate or buy real estate. Because what I've learned is and that people need to understand is not everyone wants a realtor as their best friend. <laughs> right of our 700 and whatever people in our database which is not as you i just let out cat out of the bag it's not a huge database and we do a ton of real ton of real estate transactions but maybe my top 10 percent 
are our best friends mm, gotcha. that are, you don't need a ton of advocates gotcha. because if you have, ad, if you have enough advocates that are your walking, talking billboards, you don't need 700 of them. Yeah. yeah it's scalable. No, you're, you're hundred percent correct. I also think like, it's like the principle of social media. So many people are on social media, Facebook, yep. Instagram, and they are what yep. you call lurkers, right? They never yep. post, they never comment, they never like, but they're watching. And you oh would be gosh. so surprised, right? How many people actually are watching you, even though they're not engaging. And it's just who they are. They're just not natural engagers. They'd rather be the yeah. lurker. But if you keep posting, like they do come out of the woodworks because they are yeah. watching. It doesn't go unnoticed. So um, yeah. I have to ask before we forget your CRM, what CRM do you use? <laughs> That's a loaded question because I'm a shiny <laughs> object syndrome realtor where I have every app and every CRM on my phone and I've used them all. I even built my own for a while on Salesforce, but then I was just, it was too expensive and I needed a computer programmer yep. and I kind of gave up. So currently, <laughs> I don't say what one I'm using because six months from now it could change. Currently, I'm using Insightly. Okay. Um, and the reason I love Insightly is it's just really, I can customize it to how I talk and communicate. Yep. My biggest challenge with CRMs is that very few track referrals. Very few do. Most of them are all leads based yep. and we don't do a ton of cold leads. So I really like Insightly as of right now in 2021. Okay. That's great to hear. You mentioned like you don't like being not liked, right? And I know it was kind of in jest, right? But I'm curious because that is a hard thing, especially a lot of times in real estate, you tend to be yeah. a, a people person, right? Yeah. That's uh, that's Absolutely. why you like real estate. How do you overcome the not being liked, the the rejection, that type of stuff? Well, that's that's the thing. When you, when you sell real estate relationally and you do it at such a high level, like we have for so many years, the people that don't like us, I just delete. I don't have a lot of people in our world that don't like us. And when people refer you, especially when your advocates refer you to their family and friends, the closest people to them, those people like you before you walk in the door. Mm. Like I don't have to do a lot of liking, right? Um, the rejection we usually get is from people making a poor decision by information that they received that they probably don't realize is as accurate as they thought it was, or um, they frankly are really naive and I don't take those things personally. Um, but people not liking us, I just delete them because if you're not my people, then we're not going to be a good fit down the road anyway. So if we did a transaction together, so this is how I, this is how I say it. If we did a transaction together and I don't, want to ever see you again, you're getting deleted. <laughs> but if you're someone that I'd go to lunch with coffee that I want to invite to my client events and parties, you're going to stay in our world. But if I literally never want to see you again, I don't want referrals from you either. Mm. And I don't care if you sell your home with someone else. So it makes it a little bit easier. I love that. Uh, there is this thing like you have so much confidence and I love that. Like you can feel it. Like we're not right. You're we're over zoom, but you can feel yeah. your confidence. And I think people just have to understand, like you just have to embrace who you are. You yes. have to believe in what you bring to the table, the value you bring, who you are, your personality, who you want to work with. And that will attract people. And, and I was even listening to some of our sales team. We have about 120 plus people on the phones. And I was listening to some phone calls today and a couple new reps, I, I called one of them up and I was just like, you're selling scared. Like you're mm -hmm. selling, and I, I told her you're selling feature-based. You're selling to try to appease the client to make it match what the client is telling you versus being confident in what you bring to the table. And if they don't want that, if it's not a fit for where they're at, 
tell them that. Because when you do the takeaway close, when you say, oh, I don't think this is a fit for you, people are like, well, 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 tell me more though. It might be because they don't want to miss out. Absolutely. Well, and I, I always say that you've, no matter what, how you choose to lead generate, because we all know in real estate, you have to be lead generating every day or you're not going, you're not, you're not in the business, mm-hmm. right? Agents are like, no, 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 no. I'm not in sales. I, I don't really. Yes. Yes, you are. I hate to break it to you, but you're in sales and you must lead generate every day. And I always tell realtors when I first talk to them, working relationally is not for everybody. I've met with plenty of realtors who want to join my company and they want nothing to do with working relationally. And I straight out tell them, if you don't want to work relationally and you don't want to learn how to work a list of relationships to get repeat and referral business, I don't know how to help you. So this isn't a good fit, but you got to find something that speaks to you. Yes. So when, when I hate it, when trainers are like, if you're not making a hundred phone calls a day or knocking on a hundred doors, you didn't work. You're never going to succeed. That is a bu- the biggest bunch of BS I've ever heard. If you don't like knocking on doors, if you don't like cold calling, if you don't like calling expired somebody who just didn't sell their home yesterday, they really want to talk to another realtor, then don't <laughs> do it. But you've got to find something that does speak to you, right? Yes. If you don't um, want to build relationships and nurture them the way I do, then you better join some kind of company that's going to give you you know, leads that rain from the sky and you better be wicked good on your follow-up and your scripts and your dialogues. I don't have to have scripts and dialogues because I'm only talking to people I know every day. So you've got to find something that works for you, but it has to be who you are. If you're not authentically talking like yourself or acting like yourself, you are going to sound like a salesperson. Yep, That's yeah, what you're, yeah. you know, you're developing at your company is some of them, they sound like a salesperson because they're not talking authentically to the client. Yep. So well, you're on. so proactive in your relationship. I think that's what so many people miss about relationship marketing and referral based marketing uh, is this idea that they just hope that the referrals will come from the relationship. Yeah, they view it as a result, but not. you're actually being proactive about that. And you talked about consistency. Um, so I want to kind of come back to that a little bit. And, and, you know, you said you do the postcards every month. You also mentioned email. How mm-hmm. many touch points are you doing with your relationships? And are you touching all of them the same amount of times throughout the year? With so those that's a great question. So I use a five, four, three, two, one system. So I rank all my clients. Fives are advocates. Those are walking, talking billboards. Those are our best friends. They are the people that I speak to multiple times a month. They're the people where the contracts are already signed when I walk in the door, right? I go to a listing appointment. I technically don't even have to bring the presentation because I know that person's already sold us at such a high level, right? Mm. Those are the people that no matter what's going on in their life, we're a part of it. I go to every party we're invited to, right? I go to all the, you know, Mary Kay parties I don't want to go to and (laughs) all the things, right? You show up for their lives, right? Fours are, I call those our connectors, right? They're really good connectors. They're just not that extra level of craziness, right? They don't take every social media post I do and share it with all their friends. They don't forward our, I can tell when someone's opened our email 15 times. I know that Luke did not open my email 15 times. That meant Heather shared it with a bunch of people who <laughs> opened it. Like I can tell, right? right. Um, threes, <laughs> threes are our, um, uh, you know, likeness factor. So we, we like each other. We're acquaintances. We like each other. I just don't have that extra deep relationship with you. And twos are my identity. Like, you know who I am. I know who you are. But if I ran into you in a grocery store, I may not remember your name, but I know I sold you a home 17 years ago. And I remember kind of what area you live in, right? Those are the people that really we've just lost touch with. And that's okay, right? So everyone's ranked in our database. And so when you talk about how often do we communicate, everyone's getting the postcard, everyone's getting the email. The client parties and events are all based on what type of party or event we're doing, right? Our big, fancy, expensive parties. No, only the best people get invited to those, right? 
if we're doing concert in the park and I'm just buying a bunch of pizza and giving everyone solo cups to put their own beverage in, I don't care who comes. I'll invite everyone in our database. Cause if That's you awesome. show up and I haven't talked to you in 10 years, great. We're going to rekindle, you know, our relationship. But the outgoing communication part is where it is different, right? So fives and fours, they're on the airline, they're in first class, they're in comfort plus or business, whatever you want to call it, right? The threes are, are the back of the bus, they're in economy. And as I always say, my twos are on standby. Like I don't really worry about them. I mail to them, I email to them. And if they raise their hand, great. But fives and fours hear from us every single month. And I would say threes at least once a quarter. They're getting a personal text message, phone call, something from my husband or I. But what really happens is with the power of social media, most people respond and engage through those things. And then based on that engagement, they move kind of up or down in the system. So if they're responding to everything we're doing on social media, they're much more interested in our business than I realized I'm going to move them up or down. And then the outgoing communication is just based on, do I call you every month? Do I call you once a quarter? I love I love the ascension path. I love the descension path as well. What about the ones? You didn't mention ones. Who are the ones? She doesn't deleted. even know. They're the deleted ones. I, I, I really don't have any ones. I usually just say delete. I, I don't want anything to do with you. I yeah. think a, a key golden nugget there for the audience is it's a living, breathing database, yes. yeah. meaning people are constantly moving. And, and yes. the biggest mistake, it's like a real estate agent with their photo. They don't have a new photo for freaking 10 years. It's the yeah, same right? with their database. They don't update yeah. their database. Well, they don't. You got to remember that some people are those silent. So what I've learned is people are referring you and talking about you every day. You just haven't trained them on how to tell you they're doing it. Mm. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a referral that's called me. And then when I call to thank the client, the client's like, oh my God, I'm so glad they finally called you. I told them about you six months ago. Now the client thinks they referred us six months ago. They didn't really, because I don't have any contact information. I have no way to reach out, right? I have no way to follow up. But that client is silently referring us and just, they don't need the accolades. They don't think about it. And I always tell people, your clients don't know how you're supposed to do it. Your clients don't know your marketing plan, right? So you have to train them. So I'll make sure I tell that person, hey, do, can you do me a favor? Next time you share us with somebody, we're so grateful and so thankful that you shared us with your neighbor. But next time you share us with someone, can you do me a favor and give me a call? Or can you do me a favor and introduce us on Facebook? Or can Mm. you do me a favor and send me a group text message so I know that the neighbor is going to be calling? Because you know what? Maybe for the last six months, they needed some help or needed some questions answered, but they didn't feel comfortable reaching out because they weren't ready. So I use those as opportunities to train people. And usually after you train them, they'll start doing what you ask them to do. It's kind of miraculous that when you ask someone to do something, the (laughs) next time they think about you in real estate, they then do it. All of a sudden, I'll get a group text message. It's like, I just, Victor, one of our great clients, not just recently, he's like, Hey, you know, Barb, meet Kylie, Kylie, meet Barb. Kylie's Tanya's sister. You probably remember her because they're, they're much different in age. You know, her and her husband are ready to buy a house. You guys take it from here. That's exactly what I want. If I could make everyone do that, my life would be so much easier. That's so good. It's so crazy. Like everything you have been sharing on this podcast, I mean, it resonates with me so much because it's what I've seen over the years of doing this for thousands of agents. And one of the things that a lot of times when I'm out there speaking, I'll get disagreement on is this concept of 
asking for that referral. And what I love about what you said today, which I think is unbelievable, is don't even say referral, say connect me, introduce me. I, I freaking love that. I think that's gold. But this idea of you have to ask, and what I tell people is they might not give you somebody the first time, but what you've done is you've planted a seed and yep. now you get to water that seed over the course of multiple months and years. And it's like, mm -hmm. if you never ask, you never plant the seed. They never know you need it. They never know what you need. And it's yeah. just like some people think that, oh, no, no, all you have to do is good service and they'll give you a referral. It's like, no, no, it's no, like, if no. you, in fact, I tell realtors when I, when, when I say, how do you, how do you generate your business? Oh, I work, I, I get referrals. I work by referral. I'm like, oh, great. What do you do to get those referrals? Oh, well, they just call me like, <laughs> what, you know, I'm like, that's called word of mouth and word of mouth means the good news is just like you just said, that means you were good at what you did. Mm-hmm. So that kudos to you, but you are not working by referral. Yep. Working yep. by referral, you have to have a system behind it. And word of mouth is not a system and it's not sustainable and it's not, you cannot rely on it. Yeah. You cannot rely on word of mouth business. So good. So good. Okay. We got to ask you because we ask everybody who comes on the, on the show. So successful people tend to have things that they've implemented in their life that help them get to where they're at. Are there any routines or anything that you do consistently that you feel has brought success for you? Oh goodness. Um, sometimes I'm not perfect. Well, I do work out every morning. I love my Peloton. So I ride my Peloton every single day. Well, not every day, at least five days a week. Um, and I share that on my stories and you'll be amazed how many people you connect with by sharing stuff on stories. I know we didn't chat about social media, but there's a whole nother, you know, nuggets well, of gold in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I do write in a um, journal every day. It's right there. And I write um, affirmations and it's my 10 things that I want to achieve, but I write it as if I've already done them that's awesome so like i always fly first class is one of them right i don't currently always fly first class I but that. i eventually want a budget and a lifestyle where i always fly first class so i write those every single day until i achieve them and then i change it out and add a new one so those are two things that i typically do every day and i think it's just about um and the last thing i do do is I'm religious with my calendar, time blocking and writing a to-do list every day. That's awesome. So proof, my to-do list is right here for the day. Not a lot's checked off yet, but every day I write a to-do list. And I do believe that that's probably my number one key to success over time is because the most important stuff is getting done every day. That's awesome. Our chief operating officer who's running the majority of our business here, um, he does that very simply. It's just literally a to-do list. It's the most simplistic yep. thing ever, but he does that. Um, where he writes off and he checks those things off. So there's, there's yep. something to that. There's a power to that. Really, really successful people have that to-do mm -hmm. list. All mm -hmm. right, last question for you. Now you can't tear up or get emotional. No, feel free to get as emotional as you want. Is knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell your younger self? That, oh that you know, goodness. high school age kid. Actually, it's summarized in a quote that I just shared on my story yesterday. Stop playing down your natural strengths just because they come easily to you doesn't make them any less valuable. Wow. And I would say when I saw that, what thought, what popped in my head is you've always had this ability to nurture people, build relationships, um, be a connector, be a speaker, be a teacher. Um, and I put so many of those dreams and those goals on the back burner for so long because mm. I didn't believe in myself. Because I didn't think I had those skills, even though I knew in my heart I did and everyone told me I did. 
I never had the confidence to actually do it. So for me, it would be just believe in yourself when you know in your heart it's who you are. Mm. That's powerful. Yeah, it's really, really good. Barb, thanks so much for being here. This was fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, this was so fun. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you and uh, find you. Yeah, so um, I'm definitely on all the social platforms, but Instagram is definitely my jam. That's where I love talking to people. I love the DMs on Instagram. So Instagram, you can find me at, at @barbets. Uh, Facebook, I'm you know I'm pretty much everywhere and anywhere, but Instagram is definitely my favorite platform. And I love Clubhouse right now. I'm kind of obsessed with Clubhouse. So have you uh, been participating? Have you been getting active and speaking, or just kind of listening yeah. in? Yeah, no, I've moderated quite a few rooms and part of some clubs now because, you know, clubs are the cool thing on Clubhouse. Um, <laughs> and I've really broadened my realtor to realtor network through Clubhouse. Um, so I wouldn't say it's a place where you run and generate a bunch of buyer and seller leads, but it's definitely a place to learn and grow and meet other realtors, you know, who have the same mindset as you do. So I love it. That's yeah, awesome. We just got done recording a podcast about some social media apps people might not be using. And that seems to be the biggest a value prop it's, for Clubhouse right now. Clubhouse is huge right now. Um, what I can say about Clubhouse is just be careful who you're listening to. Make sure you authenticate who they really are before you believe anything they say. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's normal probably with every social platform. But um, what a fantastic way to have, you know, an opportunity to go learn and hear from people that you would never have the opportunity mm. to hear from before. It's pretty darn phenomenal. Yeah, it's awesome. And make sure to check out Barb's podcast as well, Real Estate by Relationship. You can get that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you podcast. for plugging that. See, I'm a terrible <laughs> promoter. <laughs> it's a good podcast. I wanted people to know about it. Thank yeah, you well, all thank so you. much for listening to Dive Deeper in this episode. Get all of the uh, links that we mentioned. You can go to staypaidpodcast.com. You can also get the video for this episode there. And if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's only two ways that we ask you to do it. First is to head on over to Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star review along with a comment to let us know how we're doing. And the second way is to introduce the show to somebody else. So we won't say refer the show. Yeah. <laughs> Let somebody else connect somebody. Connect someone that you know to this show, Share it to with this someone. interview. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can reach us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, now Luke Acree, what an incredible episode. I mean, just go back and listen so much of what Barb shared. I mean, I'm telling you, over the 18 years of Josh and I really doing this at Reminder Media with a hundred thousand plus clients, that's what we've seen. We've seen this same stuff and it's just like, as I hear her sharing it, I'm just like, yeah, it's just unbelievable how much it affirms even my belief and my mind of what we're doing and what I believe in. Here's the action item that I, I've never really thought about before is that, hey, stop saying referral and start using this connect and share and the power statement of sell through somebody, not to somebody. Sell through somebody, not to somebody. I thought that was so good because it really is true that it, there's this connotation on the word referral. There's this expectation on the word referral where if you're just saying, hey, I want to help somebody and ask that person, can they connect you? Can they share you with somebody that you can help? I think that's so powerful and I think it can help change your business. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry Josh and I work in is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 